0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch Podcast. Today we are discussing Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson, chapters thirty-seven through forty-two. So a good little chunk of chapters this time, wherein I mean we get like what is it three chapters of Avena being sad on the street? So that makes a, a lot of uh, up for a lot of uh, the space here. And like being sad on
1: the street is underselling it a bit.
0: Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Other than that, Light Song and Blush Weaver, you know, they have some more discussion, and Light Song eventually goes and meets with All Mother with some interesting results, and Siri eats dinner and uh, has a confrontation with Trellides, which that's kind of a, an interesting bit as well. So I'm Data, and with me today is Joe, Jack, and Jamie. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin.
1: To emerge and to breathe anew For a purpose so far from my own And this world I've awoken
0: to Seems familiar but somehow unknown And the branches of gold on the skyline Reach out to the sweep of the stars the beginnings and endings of lifetimes a guidance of light from afar down Oh yeah, so big chunk of chapters, uh some some t- sad stuff. It's pretty depressing actually with Venom. What did you guys think of these wait a second? How many did to say? Six, six chapters.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. Funny, funny stuff.
0: <laughs> it was uh, yeah,
2: no. It was uh it was depressing. You know, I'm going to be honest about that. The Vivena stuff is very tragic, almost getting to the, the point of selling your body for uh, food slash money. You know, not a feel good story for sure. So all of that, I uh, hate to see it. Uh, not great. Vasher coming in at the end. I think maybe this is the turn I've been waiting for. Where it's like, you know, he takes her and he's like, oh, you. I'm sure by now he's heard that they're no longer like hanging out together with. She's not hanging together with Denth. He's chasing her. So maybe, maybe he's gonna kind of. They're gonna team up. Hopefully, is what what we're gonna see in the next chapters. The light song stuff again. You know, there's a mystery going on. We've now got confirmation that you know more than one god is having premonitions of something. So that's interesting. And then the Tralities series stuff. It was good what she bargained for i was kind of like oof really especially if uh if some of our other theories are correct and he's uh these pawn call people are actually not to be trusted that would be a real bummer but i guess we'll find out but yeah no it, good stuff all all these chapters feel like they're leading somewhere we're getting somewhere something's about
0: to happen so i'm excited to uh to continue it does seem like that. Okay, so so you, like, n- backed him into a corner so you could extort a favor out of him, basically, and that's the one you picked, huh? Yeah. It's, like, not what, I, you know, if I'm going to extort somebody, I'm going to get something real good. You know what I mean? I feel like they might have just gone, like, she's like, hey, can I get some different serving women? They would be like, we don't care. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, she didn't have
2: to, like, extort for that. She could have just said, but I guess, like, there's a there's a societal ranking, so if she wants them specifically to be upon call— I guess like that's the, something they'd be like, well, you, you know, you don't understand in our society, yeah, you know, you're the vessel. That's not something that that's not something that we could do because you have to maintain a certain standard of of servants. And those aren't you know, that wouldn't fall under that standard.
0: Yeah, could be. Who who knows what these priests would say? They're, they're, they They have random stuff that they get upset about. It's true. Um, I also thought it was interesting what you said about like we now found out that there's a, another god having premonitions about something going on, and it, it made me think at this point like looking at the other gods that we've met like Calm Seer, who else? Weather Love, whoever, all all the other <clears throat> gods. Like, Mercy Star. Yeah. The Bro so Gods. In 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 like hindsight, could any of them uh, be having visions that we don't know about, and that's influencing how they're acting for some reason or other? I mean, for sure, but we only know about these two, so... Yeah.
2: I mean, I know I know part of our job on this show is to speculate, but, like, obviously anything
0: in that realm would be pure speculation. I, you know, I don't know. I wonder if the God King has prophetic dreams. We haven't heard anything about that. It's true.
1: Absolute laugh riot, these chapters. My God, I feel bad for Vivenna, as obviously we're meant to, but just... Holy shit. Yeah, us not belabor that point anymore. Girl does not deserve that. I know I've um, spoken against her a bit in the past, but holy fuck. As as for the other stuff, light song stuff was kind was kind of okay. Still, just a bit. All right, where are we going with this? Like, I, f- I feel like he hasn't his story hasn't really had much of a exciting moment mm. like so far. So I'm still just like, all right, come on, let's, let's do something here. But um, I loved serious confrontation with Trillities because it didn't occur to me until he showed up. It's like. I actually haven't really seen a lot of the guy. Like he's been a constant presence and we're all just like, Oh, this fucking guy again, but he's really only shown up a handful of times, been a colossal dick for a few minutes and then fucked off again. So Mm -hmm. it was cool to have him come down and have a conversation that wasn't just dripping with condescension and fuck you. This is my way. And then walking off, he actually spoke to Siri and she gave some back and he's just like, all right, so what do we have to do about this? So I thought that was, it was just really interesting to see him, yeah uh engaging with the story rather than dismissing it so uh, yeah i I really like that it's like like he he might be a dickhead but my god he's fun to hate
0: (laughs) gotta have one of those characters in there that you just love hating like in elantris we had iodon just love hating that guy
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm trying to think about Light Song's story so far like it hasn't really had a, a moment and i'm like yeah maybe you're right i mean I feel like the highest moment we had was Hoyd showing up, and that's not down to Light Song. That's just like, hey, it's Hoyd. We know him.
1: No, uh, the the highest moment of Light Song story was um, him playing detective. Mm, yeah, like that was a yeah. bit where all on, like all of us were on board with like, oh yeah, this is fun. And then like, there's still been a little bit of that here and there, but just not quite enough. You know what he did to All Mother was quite was quite funny where he's just like a, all right i'm gonna sit out here until she comes out by the way squarely go um oh, that was good yeah i love that actually i thought i thought that was that was quite the hilarious moment but uh, that's that's light song story it's been just kind of a he lays about a bit does does something hilarious and then lays that lays around a bit more i was like all right i'm ready for i'm, I'm ready for this to kick into gear
0: he does a little more detective work in this section, but it's detective work that he does by sitting out on the lawn and throwing rocks at things. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be the third person to say it, but oof, these chapters were rough. for Vivena. Like, every time it got to her, I was like, oh man, it's not, it's not getting better. It's just, like, this is just awful, and it's weeks and weeks and weeks, and I just, oh, really felt for her. But hopefully we've seen the rock bottom for her now, and we will get some movement there which would be good the stuff with lights Song, i actually quite enjoyed it i i thought it was pretty clever he's still he's still in his detective phase collecting his data and analyzing it and going along with that i thought that was really cool i will be interested to see how that turns out if his hunches are right the stuff with theory and though though, i think was definitely the highlight for for this week's chapters i loved just like the 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 how how much she had to keep her hair under wraps because he could see that he was making her uncomfortable and I just thought that was really cool dynamic like you're trying to keep your cool but you literally cannot show any hint of the fact that you're you're anxious or unsure about what you're you're doing or the situation you're in because he's he's got you otherwise yeah I am I'm a bit concerned about the the pan Carl women I just yeah that was that was a pretty big moment for bargaining. But she did get a lot of sort of information about that, and some insights into Tralde's. You know, the fact that he really does seem passionate about what he's doing. I don't think he's a good character, but uh, maybe not panicking about him as much as I was before. But overall, yeah, I, I, I'm reluctant to say a good read. Um, <laughs> just account of the very heavy, uh, horrible, horrible life in the slums. But I enjoyed what we got about our other characters. I'm uh, looking forward to things getting better for Vivenna than where they are now.
0: It seems like it would be hard to go further down than where we were, right?
3: I mean, you are you, that, that. If anyone's lower than that, I think that's 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 a, a new low. I yeah, I just I don't think you can get lower than that. That's that's awful. I did like like the I, I guess the good things about her chapters the the realization that if your breath was stored in something that you couldn't sense it. Mm-hmm. like it, it has to be stored in something with life also the fact that now she has no breath and seeing what that does like we haven't seen a character who had breath and then had no breath right i don't know if vasha had none i think he got pretty low but i don't think he gave it all away
0: no i don't think so either i feel like he had he, oh no yeah. he yeah he definitely didn't because he like brought the little guy to life to get the keys at the beginning even though that was when he was at his lowest
3: yeah, but he said so he gave, and then he, he had to like animate the cloak or something. But I think he got mm-hmm. down to like 25 left, or he had 50 and he got 25 left, or something.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. About
3: that, yeah. But like, I thought that that was a cool moment. It's pretty scary that she saw Tongfa across the road. I was like, no. <laughs> oh, and just the, the reflection at the beginning of the chapter <sighs> about, you know, they played me, and like, it's been months of her life trying to do one thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
3: just awful. I feel so, so sorry for her.
0: Yeah, it, yeah it is, it's horrible for her. But but your mention of, like, Siri and her hair thing, it just, I feel like we're hitting again and again. It's like, here's yet another one of the lessons they, they tried to teach her when she was a kid, how to control your hair. And look, it's also relevant, like all the other ones that you ignored.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, she can control it to an extent. Mm-hmm. She chooses not to most of the time, mm-hmm. but we know that she can control it. She's changing her hair to red for... Suzerbron, so there's definitely she is able to do it, but yeah, that that subtlety of she made a conscious effort to not change her hair, but he could still tell the difference. I just thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fun kind of way that that works out because when when it says it, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense because we spent so long establishing like what that heightened color sense does for you. Yeah, and then it it (laughs) makes an interesting combination with the hair thing that you probably don't see coming, but once it does, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yep. That's always nice. I like those. (laughs) Okay, I guess let's get into these six chapters. We start out with Vivenna. She's just escaped our last set of chapters. She's wandering the streets trying to get away from Denth and co and thinking about Parlin is dead and it's kind of her fault because she's the one who talked him into coming here. Denth and his team have betrayed her. No, they actually never worked for me. Looking back, I could see how they were manipulating me this entire time. It is so weird to discover. It's like, I've been a prisoner this in, like for months, and I didn't even know it. And I also like, she thinks, like, I mean, Jules is working against her own gods. Like, what's betraying a friend compared to that? So true. Denth has been telling you for months uh, how mercenaries are. It's not personal. It feels kind of personal, I'm just saying.
1: I do think it's like, you yeah, know, what's betraying a friend? I'm like, Denth like, and maybe Tonk, I can see you calling them friends uh, up until this point. Jules was never your friend.
0: Oh, Jules never liked you at all. And actually, there's some interesting stuff in the annotations I didn't touch on. But in the early chapters with Denth and Tonkfa, like when Jules isn't around, they're like, oh, yeah, she'll show up or whatever. She was secretly following Vivenna around when she wasn't with the other two so that they could keep an eye on her. So Uh, She wouldn't put together who it was. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so, yeah, little, little tidbits. Let's see. And as she's walking through the slums, a guy that she saw earlier or that was part of the crowd earlier and Adrian is like, hey, you you've been causing quite a stir. Woman wandering the slums in a beautiful white dress, eyes, dark hair, white and ragged. If 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 everyone hadn't been so paranoid following the raid the other day, you'd have been seen two hours ago. And so he doesn't really care that she's the princess. He's like that dress you're wearing would be worth a lot of money. Give me. And he has a knife. And I like his allowance uh, in the end is that because you're the princess, I won't turn you over to the people who are looking for you. But yeah. He wants that dress. He could feed his family for weeks on that, how much he could get for that cloth. Scream and I'll cut you. It's not a threat. It's just an inevitability. And then he wants the leggings and then he wants her shift, which is the last thing that she has. And she's just like, starts screaming. No, like you, you take your city, your clo- colors and clothing and go. And then she falls down and rubs mud all over. Take it if you want. Sell it like this. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to go. You, you you got some stuff going on. I'll, I'll just leave. So she just breaks down in the mud, in the trash, and crying. I don't blame her for it. It's a, It's been a tough day.
1: It's that, fucked.
0: And she finds a bit of cloth sticking out of the trash, and she uses it as a shawl. And she starts putting, like, mud and dirt in her hair to disguise who she is. And then realizes, oh, wait, I still have, like, a crap ton of breath. Like, everyone is going to notice. Like, that's not, at this heightening, that is not something you can hide. Especially from someone else who has a lot of breath, because they can tell. And she starts thinking about, like, Tonk Fa was hiding from me. I didn't feel him. Vasher was the same way in my room. I couldn't feel him. Oh, duh. You hide your breath in something. And so, in order to disguise what's going on, she just says, my breath to yours, and puts her breath in her little shawl, all of it. So now no one will be able to tell who she is, but she's also a drab, and it's not super pleasant.
1: I am carrying around my horcrux here. Oh, wait.
0: Yeah. And there's a there's a bit of in the annotations here where it, he mentions, like, so this sort of thing was possible from the beginning. If Dent had truly been on her side, he would have admitted that there is a way you could get rid of the breaths. What you would have to do is awaken something with a one-breath command. There are some. They don't do much, but you can awaken like a tiny scrap of cloth with a simple command and they would only take one breath. Then you put all your other breath into something. You take that one breath back and you go and find a drab and give it away to them. And you just repeat the process until you've given away however much breath you want to give away. The point being, of course, that Denth didn't want that to happen. He was planning on getting a hold of those breaths at some point. So, but he he wanted it to sound like an innocent mistake. Like oh he just didn't know enough about awakening so that if Avena learned something later then it wouldn't look suspicious.
1: Also just sounds like a total pain in the ass.
0: Well yeah given that she has like hundreds of them that would but I mean that was what she wanted to do at first she's like I'm gonna go give them away one at a time. Yeah true. And then we move on to Light Song who wakes up after having another but different kind of unpleasant prof- uh, dream which he's like no it's not it's not a prophecy it's not because I'm a god it just you know. He'd been on the battlefield with no weapons, soldiers dying around him. And like he thinks the Idrians are the ones threatening us. They're the rebels who broke off. They need to be quelled. They deserve it. It's an interesting perspective. I don't think we've gotten something like that from him before. And he he, he starts telling Laramar about his dream. He saw Blushweaver, her face red and flushed. I saw you. You were sleeping. And I saw the God King, and he was crying. So that's weird. Hmm. And I also like that uh, I don't know that we had heard it before, but he says it's feast day. I'm going to get a breath today. So that's that's what he calls the, the or maybe they call the day when he gets the, uh, his breath every week. Maybe it's just a day of the week and it just happens to be the one where he gets. I don't know. No, that's day. Uh, I think they
2: feast. established it. Yeah, yeah, they established that at the very beginning of the book.
0: Or did they call it that then, too? I didn't remember. Yeah. OK. And he orders some urns painted with the different colors of the gods. And when we come back, he's sitting out there throwing pebbles into the urns and i like Laramar's like well done your grace as he makes a shot i wonder if he has to say something like that every time like good job you made another one so
1: close your grace missed by a whisker your grace
0: (laughs) and then he misses one and a servant has to run up and pick it up off the ground and put it in the right urn and run back
2: (laughs) (laughs) makes me think of like when you watch a professional tennis match and like the
0: the ball people are just, like, running back and forth really fast. Yeah, <laughs> that is how I picture it. Absolutely. And they're all, they're all like, staying low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Lerner-Mar's like, hey, I think Blush Weaver's coming. He goes, Lightstone's like, good, I can show off my pebble-throwing skills. Ah, uh, yes, my girlfriend's here. Come, watch me throw a pebble. And once again, she's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you always being insane every time I see you? I do I do like his uh, when she's like, what in the name of the iridescent tones are you doing? He's like, why don't they use our names as like curse words like for for swearing? Like we're gods, Shouldn't they be swearing by us? (laughs) Swear to me.
1: I can't remember what show or movie it was, but like like there were some gods in it and something went wrong and they were all shocked. And one of them went, oh, my me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I like how she kind of just picks it, picks it up. It's like, what in the name of you are you doing? And she's upset about All Mother. All Mother won't even speak to me now. Won't give me her commands. I feel like Blush Weaver's
2: always upset about something though, you
1: know. So it's like, how how yeah. seriously
2: do we need to take her?
1: Yeah. She, <laughs> at which, when she's upset, she just comes and vents to Light Song because that's apparently his job. He's her venting post.
0: Not like he's doing anything else important.
1: Yeah. Also, um, I was uh, reading a bit of Thor recently, and now I can't help thinking it's like it's like All Mother is just, and All Father. Yeah. And so now it's like when he went to see all mother, I'm just like, this is just Anthony Hopkins in a dress.
0: That would be a casting. All right. <laughs> now you got me picturing that. Why would you do that?
1: <laughs> because it's hilarious. <laughs> hey, if I have to sit, if I have to live with it in my head, so do you.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough.
1: And our listeners take that audience.
0: And so she's trying yeah, to get Yeah, take that uh, light. song's just like, you know, stuff has been weird for me lately. And she's, it says she sat quietly for a, you want to go back to my palace and frolic? That always makes me feel better. He's I like, you need
3: a new stick. Plus, plus where
0: you are. Right. She says, "What? Well, I'm the goddess of lust for your sake. I've got, to, I've got to fill the role. And he's like, "Um, no, you're the goddess of honesty. She's honesty and honest emotions, my dear. And lust is one of the most honest of all emotions. And he's she's like, OK, so what are you doing with the pebbles? And he explains that he's counting the priests as they come in. See how many priests for each god come into the through the main entrance, the the one entrance, really, of the court of the gods. And she's like, okay, but why? And so it turns out that while many of the gods have lots and lots of priests coming in, a few of them have kind of conspicuously fewer than the others. One of those being Mercy Star. And he knows that there's a tunnel under Mercy Star's palace. So he says that he thinks that this is an indication that some of the priests are going in and out. Through other means, they're going in and out secretly, and maybe there's something going on. And she's just like, "Oh, the tunnels again. Why are you so obsessed with that?" And I like, he's like, "Let me prove my point." And he pulls out a box, and she's like, "A box? What a convincing argument." <laughs> and then he reveals the squirrel inside, and she's like, "A lifeless rodent. So much better."
1: Oh, what's in the box?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lifeless squirrel. No big thing. <laughs> and he's like, "Do you know anything about breaking lifeless?" my dear and she just shrugs he's like Yeah, i didn't either until i had my priest do this it requires weeks to take control of a lifeless if you do not have the right security phrases i'm not even sure how they do it something to do with breath and torture apparently and she's like torture the lifeless can't feel and he's like Eh, mm-hmm. well, what can i tell you they broke this one and it was very difficult and the stronger and more skilled and awakener, the the awakener who creates the lifeless the more difficult it is to break And so she tries to redirect. She's like, see, yeah, this is why it's important that we get all mothers lifeless on our side, because it would take years to break them if something happens. But here we find out the God King and some of his priests have the codes also. So it wouldn't be that big a deal. And she goes, oh, you think he's just going to give them to us? Which I'm like, well, wait, if you're going to war and one of them dies, why wouldn't he give them to you? What do you have going on, Blushweaver, that you're like, the God King wouldn't help me? I I
2: feel like she really showed her hand there. It's like she's take, she's going to do whatever she wants to do. And that may involve
0: the God King being overthrown as far as she's concerned. Mm, Maybe I I could definitely see how someone would infer that for sure. And so he's trying to explain whoever made this lifeless was really, they had a lot of breath. They were really good at what they did. And they used this as just a distraction. That's not the, whoever it was was trying to get into the tunnels and they're not the same person who killed which we already established that he thought there were two different people. And he's like, these tunnels would be the perfect place for someone to be setting up a clandestine operation. The court is outside the jurisdiction of the regular city guards. Each palace is like its own little autonomous country. So all you got to do is expand a few of these and no one would ever know what you were doing down there. And then she points out, okay, but if it was that secret, then why would they be using the tunnels just to casually go in and out of the court day to day? Wouldn't that be suspicious? I mean, if you noticed it, how hard could it be to discover? And she's like, right, I forgot how useless I am that I'm a complete idiot. <laughs>
3: yeah, ouch.
0: I mean, he, he took that a little far, but just answer one question for me. Why, why do I hate being a god? Why do I act so frivolous, undermine my own authority? She was like, I just assumed that you were amused by the contrast. He's like, no, I've been like this from the beginning, from the day that I woke up. I've refused to accept my place here. Something about the person that I used to be is trying to push through in like my attitudes and I don't know what it is, but I, I I get the feeling that that person did not like secrets and I'm just beginning to understand how many secrets there are in this court. And then he gets up and he's like, okay, excuse me. I got some business. And she says, what? And he says to see all, to see all mother, there are some lifeless commands that need to be dealt with, which I don't think she was expecting that. He's like, oh, you're gonna be helpful. All right. Awesome. He's not planning to be helpful really, but she doesn't know that. I'm not a very good driver. (laughs) And then we're back to Vivenna. She sold her hair on the second day for a depressingly small amount of money. Not even enough food to refill her stomach so she couldn't regrow her hair. She thought about selling her breath, but uh, she didn't know where to do that. And besides, Denth would probably be watching the places where she might sell breath. But yeah, that's true. She doesn't want to draw attention to herself, so she's just out here begging. And she's not very good at it. (laughs) And so as scared as she is of Denth or Vasher or whoever... She's like, I'm not. That's not even my, my biggest concern. Eating, not starving is my mm-hmm. big concern now. Not being killed is later. Yeah. Like Even the children are uh, more capable of surviving on the street than she is. Like she got beat up by some urchins. Experience of living on the
1: street is probably very helpful in that
0: situation. Right. Yeah. And she said she can't go to the authorities, which some some of us were theorizing last time that she'd go to the palace and be like, hey, or the court and be like, hey, I'm. The, the princess, the queen is my sister. I want to see her. She says, no, no, no. The rumors, she's been hearing the rumors that there's an Idrian princess causing trouble. And so she's like, they will, they would arrest me instantly. She knows that her father has sent people looking for her, but she has no idea how to locate them. And besides, Denth has been killing them so that they might not even be around anymore. What did her father think? That's a good question. Like, her, all her father knows is that Venna's in Tuttalier and everyone who he sends to find her doesn't come back or communicate back in any way. The city has soup kitchens, but the first one that she went to, she saw Tong Fa watching for her across the street, or presumably watching for her. Probably not coincidentally sitting across the street from the soup kitchen.
1: I feel like that's the scariest part of all, that it was Tonk Fa, because,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: yeah, like, Denth, Denth wants her alive for his purposes. He wants the breath. Like, Jules, Jules is cranky, but I don't know if she's, like... I think she would do what Denth asked. Tong Fa, he, he might just happily just kill her just for the fun of it. Like, Yeah,
0: Dude a loose cannon. Yup. I wonder how many soup kitchens there are. I feel like that I would keep trying them until I found one that it didn't look like somebody was watching me from. So just, you know, if I was starving. But of course, we know that Denth has contracted out watching various places in the city because he did it with where Lemix's old house. That's how I knew people kept showing up. So uh, you, she probably wouldn't recognize most of them.
2: Yeah, maybe. I would probably, in her situation, I'd probably try to make friends with one of the kid urchins and be like, hey, go get me some food from the soup kitchen, bro.
0: But maybe. I don't know. Probably wouldn't work. And she can't even try to leave the city because Dent probably has people watching the gates. And anyway, where would I go? I don't have supplies to try to get back to Idris. She's already losing weight and her stomach is growling. She she tried uh, picking out some rotting garbage from the gutters and managed to keep some of it down. That was the only thing she'd eaten in two days. And then the guards, the guards are just like, no, no begging on this corner. Get out of here. Get out of here, you. She's like, they don't say where you can beg, but uh, not here. All right, fine. She'd stopped worrying about the morality of stealing days ago, even before she'd never been so naive as to believe she wouldn't steal if she were denied food. But also, she's not good enough at stealing to try to steal.
1: It's just turned into the ultimate. Let's take that silver spoon you were born with and beat the hell out of you with it.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean she went really far really fast. And it it definitely makes you have second thoughts if you've uh, have been having some negative like uh oh, Vavena, she's so full of herself. She Dak was just talking about I think like I'm waiting for that moment when she finally stops being like, Oh man. Yeah, you know, but I have been so but, wrong and actually changes.
1: Yeah, but they want it this bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, come on, Dak, at what cost? How could you do this, sir? <laughs> what have I done?
0: <laughs> all deck. All.
1: can't believe you. Dishonor on my family.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so she starts looking for a place to spend the night. She's already got her, like, a ranking of which alleys are the best to sleep in. Uh, one of them is full of the urchins. Those are the ones that, like, uh, beat me up. They're above me in the pecking order. And then in, in her second favorite alley, or her favorite alleyway, sorry, there was... There's, a group of men with dark expressions doing something obviously illegal. So she's like, all right, I'll get out of there. But the third one was empty. Sorry, not, now I'm thinking of Holy Grail. Was like, but the third castle stayed up.
2: <laughs> that's what you're going to get. The strongest castle in this here swamp.
0: Of all the swamp castles. This one was the strongest. But uh, the oven gets stoked at night for baking. And it, you can stay warm by like keeping up against the wall. Hey, that's the chapter she falls asleep so it's a chapter of how miserable and hungry she is until she finally falls asleep in her third favorite nasty alley
3: it's just like the more you read the worse it gets every mm. everything she says is like oh this alley is like nice and warm when they stoke the fire how do you know that oh <laughs>
0: it's awful yeah and then we get like the biggest kind of whiplash in tone here because we cut to siri who's just sitting on the, the court green enjoying a meal Mm-hmm. yeah I, I was like oh brandon totally did that on
2: purpose to start contrast not only is she si- yeah not only is she sitting enjoying a nice meal but she's now eating the way that susan showed her where she doesn't eat all of any dish and they just yep. take it away it's like so she's eating so many different things and so much that, that she's not even finishing anything they're bringing her
0: yep and i i do also like that siri is also not a fan of seafood she's like uh ah. I and mean, just why is it all squirmy and tentacly and stuff?
1: But it's like she's 100 percent doing Vivenna's bit here because she's also just like, man, I love this juice. And um, Vivenna was also <laughs> all about the juice. So it's true.
0: Maybe that's telling us they're more similar than they think. Yep. Like in the annotations, uh, Brandon's like. So uh, clearly I'm uh, one of the stories I'm I'm channeling with the, the Vivenna scenes is Les Miserables. Les, M- Les Miserables. Les Mis. I'm gonna go for that. <laughs> It's one of my favorite stories of all time, so sometimes it's difficult not to find myself drawing upon Hugo's story and characters.
1: Fair. (laughs) As as much as it is like, man, three chapters of this is a lot, but I'm just like, you sort of need it just to get the passage of time. If she only did one chapter of being in the gutter and then Vasha found her, it wouldn't sink in quite as much how desperate and badly off she is. So, like, yeah, initially I read it, and I'm just like, it seems like a bit filler, but then it's like, nah, you need you need it paced out like this. Otherwise it's just like a, she was in the gutter for like a day.
0: Yeah. And he actually talks about that in here too. Like he says that this chapter and the next, the one were originally a single chapter. And he felt like, as he was re reviewing and drafting, he was like, I, I, it feels like I'm in a hurry to get on with the viewpoints. I didn't want to spend too much time on the streets since I didn't want to retread ground I've seen in a bunch of other books, but He says the same thing that you did where it's like, you need this. We needed more time with the on the streets. We needed to feel like she was earning the sections of time that she spent there. And so he he was he has like this this knee jerk reaction to go against the normal fantasy tropes and things that you see. So he didn't want to do this too much. But then he's like, well, I can't make the story worse just because I don't want to do something that you've already seen. And so he took the one chapter, cut it into two, and then made extended each section so that there's more stuff there. Mm. But yeah, so series out here having having some seafood, trying out all these different dishes, not loving any of them except for, as you said, the fruit, the juice, the fruit juice. And Trelides comes up <laughs> and she's just like ignoring him while she eats. And she wishes that she could keep eating just so she had a long, a, a, more of an excuse to ignore him. But then she's like, oh, okay, fine.
1: And this is fun as well, because, like, this is the first time she's ever gotten one over him, and it set the tone for the scene to follow. Yep.
0: And so Trellie says, I've heard that uh, you haven't been doing your duty, basically. Although first he's like, hey, I need to speak to you. And she's like, yeah, I deduced that, by the way, you summoned me several times. And he says, yeah, you didn't come. Like, it seems to me that con- the consort of the God King should not make a habit of responding to demands and hoping, hopping to attend upon others whenever wherever she's requested. And like this dude's just like, you shouldn't antagonize me, your highness. She's like, I'm not antagonizing. I'm establishing rules that should have been understood from the beginning. And that's when she's like, he gets a smile on his face and she's like, what? what? Why? Why that reaction? What is he? Mm, I'm losing control of this really quickly. And she starts putting it together pretty quickly because she's like, it's like he can see my emotions. What? Oh, my hair. Look at the aura around him. He's got a bunch of breath. And so she realizes, oh, all my tutors have been telling me all this all that time. I should have been controlling it like Vivenna can control her hair. And uh, now I see that maybe they had a good point. So yes, he's like, I heard that you're not doing your duties. Are you pregnant? And she says, no. Then why have you stopped? What are your spies disappointed to be missing their nightly show? And he kind of gets pissed off. Or he's like, you Idrians living up in your lofty mountains, dirty, uncultured, but still assuming you're better than us. Like, geez, where did that come from, dude? How long have you been holding that inside? <laughs> and she says, I know you've been listening to the God King's chamber. And he's like, well, not just listening. We The first few nights, there was a spy in the chamber. And she's like, oh, holy crap. Which We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, it, it wasn't mentioned in the book, I but it's... I told y'all from the annotations and stuff.
3: Yeah. And does he say first few nights or first few
0: weeks? He says first few does nights I... in mine. Uh, yeah. We found a nights. difference before, it? so it's possible. <laughs>
3: Yeah, okay. I, I think I read weeks, and I was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs>
3: That's even
1: worse than
0: <laughs> the <thing> lead <right> on.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we know, we always hang out for the first fortnight just to make things, make sure things are going well.
0: And he says, he's like, you, you really, I know what your, what your, what does he say? The poisonous things your monks teach, the hatred in which you, into which you are indoctrinated. You think we're gonna let an Idrian be alone with the God King unwatched? to make sure you weren't going to kill him we're still not convinced and i'm like she's sitting here like it's just so important to you why are you planning on killing him but she can't say that and what she does say is like i've stopped because i want i knew it would get your attention and he says you you have to produce an error and she's like why are you so eager Trellides? it's none of your business it kind of is her business to be fair i mean he says (laughs) none of your concern but it really it kind of is exactly her business you're, you're not involved in that. I would say I'm pretty involved. <laughs> I have obligations you cannot comprehend. I am subject to the gods, and I do their will, not yours. Hmm. And she's like, I mean, you can't kill me. Not if you want a royal heir. You can't bully me or force me. Only the god king could do that, and we know how he is. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Did you really think I could... Uh, you expect me to sleep with a guy and not find out that he has no tongue? That he's virtually a child? Hmm. <laughs> And then she she throws in a little insult. Like, I doubt he can even go to the privy without help from his servants. And that like she sees that pisses Trelides off and she says, huh. So he actually does care or at least insulting the God King insults him. He's more devoted than I thought, which that's an interesting little thing. Uh, Like is he we were kind of thinking that he's Trulli's may have been manipulating a lot of this stuff that the God King's priests were, you know, basically had the God King enslaved and were ruling through him. But this guy seems to kind of
1: care to some extent at least.
3: It wasn't the response I was expecting.
1: Mhm. To play devil's advocate. It could be that he cares. It could be that he's, that he's also just like a I tried for fucking ages to teach him how to use a privy without help. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I went through. <laughs> Fair point. Oh, yep. Oh god. Have you, you know tried how many Turtle times? <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you know how many times I personally wiped his ass? <laughs> like I'm the high priest.
0: Uh so yes. We've got, uh, and he, he gives us a little information. Like, do you know much about the history of our kingdom after your family departed? And she's just like, not really. She thinks like more than you probably think, but no, not really. I think that he probably expected you to cut like Bluefingers keep saying like, we really thought that you'd be more prepared than this. And I I feel like Trilladies probably also thinks that she expects her to be more prepared and know more about what she's getting into. So I don't know that more than you probably think is accurate, but whatever. Because nobody imagines. The the truth of the situation, that she was not prepared at all, and her dad just randomly decided to send her at the last minute.
3: No, because people don't do that.
0: No. Except that guy. Yes. Well, to be fair, also, her tutors apparently did try to prepare her. She
1: just didn't listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had a valid valid reason. She spent a whole lot going, well, I'm not the one going. The fuck do I care? Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: Yep. Why would I learn my ninja rope
0: breaking skills at this point? I'm not going to be a ninja. And so he explains. Lord Peacegiver left us with a challenge. He gave us this treasure, a wealth of biochromatic breaths such as no one had ever seen, more than fifty thousand, and he told us to keep them safe. He warned us not to use them. Where the fuck did he get that? Mm-hmm. It's
2: a good question. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he convinced a lot of people to give them to him, I guess.
1: I do oh, not nice expect you. Nice orderly line and give me your breath. <laughs> Could be.
2: Please, everybody, line up, please. I'm going to tell you what to say to me. You're going to feel much better after this, I promise. So you're (laughs) going to say your breath to, or my breath to yours. Whatever this freaking saying is. And you got to really mean it. All
0: right, cool. Mm -mm. He says, what we did was necessary. I don't expect you to understand. And she says, necessary to keep a man in bondage, to deprive him of the ability to speak, to make a permanent child out of a grown man. He didn't even understand what he was supposed to do with a woman. And Trality says, it was necessary. You Idrians, you don't even try to understand. You
1: don't even try to explain, dickhead.
0: True. I
3: explained how it was necessary, but now it's necessary for him to have a child. But it was unnecessary for anyone to tell him what to do. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the part that gets me. I, I kind of understand about the removal of the tongue because they're like, we promised not to use this breath and we we're going to give it to him. And so we had to make sure he couldn't use it. That doesn't explain why you couldn't explain to him what sex is. <laughs> Before sending him into a room to just like you'll figure it out. To go and have sex,
3: like <laughs> you've got to tell him something. He's got to have something to go off because this is how we end up in a situation where he sits in the corner, afraid of her. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yep. Th- thinking he just he just has to sit there and eventually she'll get pregnant.
3: Yeah, a child will appear. That's what
0: happens in the stories. <laughs> <laughs> and she she's like, oh, he's because he insults her father. Like I've I, I've dealt with your dad and I've seen the same ignorant prejudice in him. And she's like, oh, he's baiting. He's trying to piss me off. I didn't even like my dad that much. It's fine. Okay, she, she doesn't think that, but she probably should. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's kind of a dick. Believing in Oster instead of your living gods is not ignorance. You're the ones who abandoned our faith and took an easier path. And he's like, no, we followed the God who came to protect us when Oster did nothing. Peace Giver returned to life with a specific purpose to stop the conflict between men, to bring peace again. His name is holy. He's the one who, who gave us life. And he asked us one thing, to care for his power. He died to give it to us, but demanded that it be held in case he should return again and need it. Like, return again with the capital R, so in case he comes back to life again. That's a wrinkle. We c- could yeah. not want the- Yeah, right? Yeah, is he just going to show up? Does he show up in somebody else's body, or is his old body going to pop back up?
1: Waiting for the- waiting for the second coming of Peacegiver. We call him Peace-Taker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Peace-Giver, a.k.a. Claude. gotta <laughs> be.
1: That'd be a trick. Claude the god, let's go.
0: Peace giver, judgment day. Peace giver, I really did it this time? He's like, we we couldn't let the power be profaned, not even by our god king. And so she wants to ask, like, how do you pass it on to somebody else, but that would be giving away too much? And like, Trelides is like, I get it now why your dad sent you instead of the other one. We should have studied them all. You're more capable than we had been led to believe. It's like, no, she's not. I mean, she's getting there.
1: But as long as they believe that she is. Yeah.
0: So what are your demands? What will it take to get you to go back to your duties? And she says, I want my serving, my serving women replaced with women from pan call. And he's like, What you're, you're displeased with your serving women. Like, no, not really. I just I have more in common with the pan call women. I like the browns they wear. And he's like, oh, yeah. Thinking that it's like an Id- Idrian prejudice thing against colors. And she's like, I don't want to get rid of the Landron women. They can continue to serve like the Pancall women did before. But I want my main women to be from Pancall. And he's just like, all right, fine. And she goes, okay, that'll earn you a few more weeks. (laughs) And so she's just like, I got a victory, but at the cost of antagonizing him even further. He probably was never gonna like me anyway, so it's fine.
2: I like how that's her concern. Like, uh, he was probably never gonna like me anyway.
0: Like, wait, did you think he was gonna? Well, no. (laughs) At any point. She's just like, I kind of made more of an enemy out of him, but he was never going to be something other than an enemy. So it's probably fine.
1: I mean, there are a few times in this conversation where he didn't refer to her as Vessel. He actually called her your highness or something like that. So I'm just That's like, true. Well, maybe he does have a bit of respect. Like, you know, he still hates her, but there's some respect.
0: <laughs> you you got to <laughs> take what you can get. Yeah. And then she goes back to eating the food. and It's like, all right. And we cut back to Vivena for another sad, sad section. She has one bit. We don't know how much money that is. Apparently not much. And she's trying to pay this guy for the privilege of rooting through fresh garbage from two restaurants to get food. And he's like, I find it hard to believe, lady girly, that this is all you made today. Even the children can bring me at least two. And she's like, I haven't eaten in days. And he said, then do better tomorrow. Not only that, he keeps her coin. Just rude. Yeah, and so he says, two tomorrow. I have to pay the restaurant owners, you know, can't let you eat for free. So he he pays for the privilege of being the lord of this alley and uh, getting paid by the, the poor people to dig through the garbage.
1: King of the restaurant garbage. Yeah. He's folded, an, uh, like, this napkin into a crown.
0: <clears throat> a lobster crown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like, last time she would brought one bit and it had uh, let her eat her fill it's the last time that she'd eaten like a week ago how long had she been on the streets she didn't even know and she's having trouble remembering things like she, she, she's like her, her brain is fuzzy clearly is and maybe it's a little hard to pick up on at first but as we continue through the chapter it becomes clear that, like she's her thinking is really fuzzy from from malnutrition or what we don't know but she's been feeling really sick lately sick enough she didn't even think she could feel the hunger anymore that's pretty sick. And so uh, in the annotations here, he says, one of the things I did to make Vivena's sections here work better was enhancing the fuzziness of her mind, giving her this sense of numbness that I hope indicates that something is not right with her. It's common for someone who suddenly becomes a drab to get sick almost immediately. For a time, her immune system was magically enhanced and warded in a way to keep her from becoming ill. With that s- removed, suddenly sickness can strike. She hasn't built up a- an immunity to the sicknesses going around. And by becoming a drab, her immune system suddenly works far worse than that of other people. These things combine to make her cut them down with something pretty nasty the very day she put away her breath. This would have killed her eventually. By finding men sending men to find her, Denth actually saves her life here. So that's nice. And she she makes her way back to the slum and watches the prostitutes and thinks like they're not dirty, they don't look hungry, they're laughing. I could I could go and join them. An urchin had spoken uh, about it the uh, other day. That's how they get you. Mm-hmm. It was so tempting. Food, warmth, a dry bed. And then she's like, what am I thinking? What is wrong with my brain? And eventually she forces herself away. She's like, not yet. I'm not that far gone yet.
3: You're just trying to survive, love. Don't be too hard on yourself.
0: Right. Everyone's doing what they have to do to survive. The alley- She gets back to the alleyway that she's going to, and it's empty. It's actually kind of too empty, but she doesn't notice at first. And then some shadows darken the alleyway behind her and she's like oh crap and she tries to run but there's somebody cutting off the other side and it's the guy who stole her dress sorry princess bounty just got too high took me a blasted long time long enough to find you though you did a good job a great job of hiding he says (laughs) how very encouraging of you thanks and at this point she's just like fine i I can't take this anymore just just take take me whatever happens it's got to be better than this and here and then all of a sudden something hits the street in front of them as they're leading her away. A black sword, the weapon, silver sheath and all, rammed into the
1: dirt. I love that. That was one of those, you know, those moments in the movie where in the movies where uh, I think Spider-Man Homecoming, where like he goes up to the door of his girlfriend's place and rings the doorbell and the door opens and the vulture is standing behind the door and it's <laughs> like, uh, oh, Fuck moment! It's like that's that's what this was not not for us, not for Venom, but for the thugs. Like I'm just like, oh man, you guys are fucked.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look good for them, right? Like instantly, you you know that shit's shit's gone, yep. gone. Yeah. No, I agree. And so uh they're all kind of transfixed by the sword until one of them reaches for it and picks it up, and everyone's looking at it. And another guy like reaches out to touch it, and the guy carrying the sword just bashes him in the face. Sheet with the sword, sheath and all. And then the scramble starts. Bones broke. Blood ran on the cobblestones. Eventually, one of the guys, who the guy with the sword, kills the last other guy. The clothing of the sword wielder's arm had disintegrated, and a blackness like vines growing on a wall had twisted up around his shoulder. Black, pulsing veins that bulged out of the skin. The man screamed yeah. a piercing, desperate scry- cry. So, yeah, that's nice. That's uh,
2: That's what you wanted, right?
0: twisted the sword around and rammed it sheath and all through his chest and then he slumps over backward twitching staring up at the air as the black veins evaporate the sword going all the way through coming out his back and propping him up from behind so that's a very dramatic image and Brandon says in the annotations that like uh, my editor tried to take out the shot of the final man slumping back but remaining kneeling staring at the sky with night blood rammed through his chest propping him up from behind but I think it's one of the more powerful ones in the book, so I fought for it, yeah,
3: yeah, I was gonna say, I'm glad that stayed actually, that you kind of needed that
0: and then, yeah,, he, well, I wonder why you wanted to get rid of such a graphic image well and and that's the next <laughs> note is like he didn't it, it wasn't that like he thought it was too graphic or something, he just didn't think it was realistic that a body would remain kneeling like that.
3: Yeah what sort of book we're reading right like yeah, it's right, exactly. not exactly realistic <laughs>
0: also
2: uh also i mean come on editor have you ever shoved a sword through somebody you
0: don't know <laughs> yeah go out and test it and then come back yeah and know. maybe they have
3: maybe they <laughs> know experience.
1: no it could be it's like, it's like the, the the christopher lee and, and peter jackson moment <laughs> Now, Peter, do you know what yeah. what a man sounds like when he gets stabbed in the back? Because I do, and that's not the sound he makes. Okay, yeah. Christopher, you do your thing, right? Uh,
0: we're not gonna argue
3: acknowledged. Moving on.
0: <laughs> no more information needed. All right then. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe his editor is why.
1: why?
2: <laughs> maybe his editor is one of those guys like that goes on Weapon Masters and they cut through like
0: pig torsos and stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so. Vivenna is just staring like this whole time, and it, it like is left alone on the street littered with corpses. And then lowering from two le- twisted lengths of animated rope comes Vasher. He pulls the sword out, and Venna's just staring like okay. And he says she didn't even flinch as Vasher picked her up and slung her over his shoulder. And that's the last we see of Vivena this time. Vasher saves the day. maybe. <laughs> We don't I know mean, what he's
1: going to do next. Not blood save the day, let's be real.
0: When we last saw Vasher, he told her if she ran away, he was going to kill her. So, is, is, he, good, is he good to his word? He probably wouldn't pick her up. Nah. If planning it... on killing her, right? Like, he'd just do it. Yeah, he'd just do it right there.
1: You know, no fuss, no muss.
3: There's like circumstances have changed a little bit mm, since yeah. then.
1: Also, That's it's Also, it, it is interesting that, like, Old mate who picked up the sword, slaughtered every one of his mates, and completely ignored her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, well, she didn't get killed in the fight. What does that say about her? And maybe Vash is just gone, all right, better not waste this.
0: Could be. That's a really good point. Chapter 42. We're back to Light Song. And a priestess is saying, Her grace is not interested in seeing you. And Light Song's response, well, I'm not interested in her uninterest. Perhaps you should ask her again. Such a
1: schoolyard thing.
0: <laughs> I've already asked fourteen times. Goddess Allmother is growing impatient with your requests and instructed me not to respond to them anymore. Did she give the same command to the other priestesses? And she's like, No. Wonderful. Send for one of them. And like she comes back and she's like, Okay, now she said that we're not allowed to do any of the stuff that you're asking. No priestess is allowed to to ask her if you can come and see her. Did she say that they couldn't ask if she would come out here? Yes. And every other phrasing that would imply asking her to come within your proximity or communicate (laughs) by letter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was great. And I I like in between Larimar's like, what about your speech to Blushweaver about not annoying people as much? He's like, I didn't say that. I simply said that I was coming to recognize within myself more the person I used to be. That doesn't mean I'm going to discard all the progress I've made. The annoying is progress. Come on. And like your your sense of self awareness is remarkable, your grace. <laughs> and so after after all, mother has uh, made sure none of her priests can ask her any of these things. He's like, eh, she's getting better at this. I guess there's nothing to be done. Scoot, set up my pavilion. I'm gonna sleep here tonight. And I, it's not the priestess. It's Laramar who's like, you're gonna do what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait, what? I did not agree to Even this. For you.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, I kind of want to go home, your grace. <laughs> nah, nah.
0: Set it up. Apparently he's been trying to see her for over a week. And so he's like, okay, if she's going to be that stubborn. I can be stubborn too. I'm quite practiced. Comes from being an insufferable buffoon and all. I don't suppose she for- forbade you from allowing squirrels into the building. <laughs> Which is such a question.
1: <laughs> the person is just so like, like a, <laughs> Oh
0: gosh.
1: She's just be like, a, I don't like where this is going.
2: No, right. Uh, <laughs> good no, I guess she did. Ah, excellent. Okay.
0: <laughs> and so he pulls out the squirrel. And gives it a command, go into the building, search out the returned who lives in it, run around in circles squeaking as loudly as you can. Don't let anyone catch you. Oh, and destroy as much furniture as you can. Okay, bye. And then it runs off screeching, and the priestesses are like, oh! Like, it says she's horrified by by what has just happened. I also go, get like binky. how it like
2: mentions, yeah, I like how it mentions, it's like, yeah, it screeched. It didn't really sound like a squirrel, though. <laughs> so I just imagine it's just being like, Ah! Ah! Ah!
3: Ah! <laughs>
1: lights on just screaming like, goat thing
0: what a delightful afternoon it's becoming and need <laughs> Lairmar-
3: to get out more often <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah we, we need to do this more get a, get some more squirrels this is great and Larimar's like it's not going to be able to follow all those orders it still has the mind of a squirrel despite the power that gives it breath or that g- lets it obey the commands and Light Song's like ah yeah, whatever <laughs> like it'll do something right so just,
1: this is just one of those scenes where he's just going to be lounging on one of those those uh couches and like in the background you just see all the lights in the palace come on. The Benny Hill theme starts playing <laughs> and you hear all these crashes and screams and shouts coming from inside while he's just in the foreground having some grapes or something.
0: That would absolutely be amazing. Yeah. I like this picture. Uh it's a, it says it's several hours later. He's out here on her lawn with a group of musicians musicians playing for him. When the priestess, a priestess comes, a frazzled looking priestess comes out and says, "Her Grace will see you." He's like, "Huh? Oh, that. Do I have to go now? Can I finish the song?" Okay, whatever. Allmother is in her audience chamber, and Light Song thinks about how he hasn't been here since Calmseer, the night before she gave up her breath, and he watches as someone makes a request, uh, one of the petitions that we've seen before for the Allmother to give up her breath. And he says that his children are starving, he can't afford food, and he can't find any work because of an accident that messed up his leg. He took a job on – he came down from the Highlands a few years back, and Brandon has in the annotations, yes, this is an Idrian. Some of them do come and see the gods, uh, maybe even convert when they get desperate enough. And so uh, like he he took what sounds like a dangerous job, a storm runner, one of the ships that goes out during the Tempest to catch fish while the other ships are still in the harbor. And so he wants her to cure his leg so that he can go and get work and feed his children. I wouldn't have come to you, but with my wife sick and my daughter crying with such hunger and she's like, you know what? It's not as bad as you think it is. Talk to my high priest. There's a guy on the docks who owes me allegiance. You have two good hands. You'll be put to work sewing nets and we'll send enough food with you to care for your family while you learn your new trade.
2: Oh, finally a god that, you know, does something.
0: Yeah. This seems like the kind of thing that other people could be doing trying to actually help people
2: yeah it's like she's using her her influence as a god with the common man to be like here this guy came to me and petitioned me to help him i i want to help him since you are loyal to me put this guy to work it's like yeah that seems like a pretty easy normal way to transact uh in this instance
1: yeah i feel like teenage god might also be doing the same, we just didn't, see, didn't get to see him doing things. But he seemed he seemed pretty switched on as well, but yeah, it's like, finally, we got some gods who aren't just callous dicks.
0: <laughs> that is a, a refreshing uh, change, yeah. Oh. Uh, He has a note in here, this guy's not the only Idrian to have converted. A lot of them have, in fact, when confronted by gods you can visit and see. The other Idrians call them scrapes, an epithet that refers to a scratch on a person's arm revealing the colorful blood underneath. Huh. Kind of cool. I like that. Right? Fun little bit of world building. Also, he says, once all of the gods and goddesses did what All Mother is doing now. If someone came to them with a petition, they tried their best to find a way to help them without giving up their breath. The modern gods consider this far too much trouble, and it has fallen out of practice. Everyone says the gods of this day are weaker than the previous ones. They're right. The weaker isn't the right word. They're just not as high quality a group of people, partially because of the traditions and expectations that have developed. So that's nice. So yeah, you know, assholes. <laughs> and so now, all mother confronts Light Song with a a small bundle of fur tied tightly with rope. They didn't even put it in a cage; they tied it up. This is yours, I'm told. Ah, yes. Terribly sorry. Kind of got away from me with an accidental command to find me and run around in circles screaming. And I don't love Light Song. It's like that worked. My high priest didn't think the squirrel's brain would be capable of following such complicated commands. Oh. I mean, whoops, it completely misunderstood me, stupid squirrel. My deepest apologies. (laughs) And she, while I think that she's depicted as looking, as, as being very not caring and stuff in this earlier, in that first part of the scene, she's like, when she gets them alone, she sounds a little bit more cutthroat where she's like, do you really intend to destroy the only authority we have left? Like, we need these people to give us breath so we don't die. Have you considered what your lack of decorum and flippancy or, and your flippancy might cost us all? And she explains like once the return didn't just listen and say yes or no, they would try to help people. And lights on goes, well, that seems like a lot of trouble. And she says, we're their gods. Should a little bit of trouble deter us? Oh, of course we wouldn't want to let something as simple as the pains of our people interfere with our leisure time. Why am I even talking to you? And I don't know that anyone was expecting him to be like, I came to give you my lifeless commands. Was that, a, was that a surprise yep. for everyone? Yeah. <laughs>
3: didn't didn't see it going
2: that way no yeah i honestly didn't know why he was going to see her cuz i did not think he was going to con- going there specifically to convince her to give up hers cuz it doesn't seem like the thing that he would the kind
0: of thing that he would want to do so i was mm-hmm. pretty shocked no yeah i liked i like that point though it was like yeah why why are you going to see her cuz it doesn't seem like him but yeah he says blushweaver has control of half of the army basically so if i give you my half then you can counter her
3: He's just trying you to make sure that no one has controlling
0: interest. Yes. And He's so, fair. but he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be the one who has to counter her. He doesn't want to have to fight and argue with her. He's going to let somebody else do that. And All Mother says, Calm Seer trusted you. And Light Song says, yeah, her one flaw, I must profess. Even goddesses have them, or so it seems. And All Mother says, she was the best of us. She'd meet with people all day. They loved her. And so he gives her his security phrase, bottom line, bottom line blue. I'll tell Blushweaver you bullied me into giving it to you. She'll be angry at me, of course, but it won't be the first time. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you get off this easy. You were chosen for this place. I'm not letting you just get out of your responsibility. You're going to have to act like <laughs> He's like, like, like damn a it. <laughs> yeah, damn it. She saw through my ruse of not doing any work. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, yeah, well, I gave you my commands. Do you do what you want? So he, he's like, I, I don't have to have any responsibility. It's all on her now. And then she says, verdant bells. That's mine. Now we both know both of them.
1: What do I look like? A guy who isn't lazy? <laughs> you
0: are lazy, though, right? Oh, don't get ah, started. don't get me started. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, don't get me started.
0: Oh gosh, oh, That's a good one. And like, he's like, I have to ask you all, Mother, and please don't think me rude, but what in the name of colors is wrong with you? And she says, I dreamed that you would come. I saw it in the pictures a week ago. All week I've seen patterns of circles in the paintings, all red and gold, your colors. And he says, coincidence. And she snorts like, someday you'll have to get over your foolish selfishness. This isn't just about us. I've decided to start doing a better job of things. Maybe you should take a look at what you're doing. And he's like, no, you're assuming that I've never tried to be something other than what I am. But when I try, a disaster is the result. And she said, well, I mean, you got my commands now, for better or worse. I, for one, am curious to see how you handle them. And that's the end. <laughs> There's one other bit in the annotations that I wanted to pull out because Brandon says, uh, He says, the prophetic dreams really came to my rescue a couple times in this book. I know that they're cheating slightly, but since I built them into the story, I might as well use them. Having her her having dreamed of his arrival gets me out of having to explain why she'd do something crazy, like give him her commands. So I I like the way that comes across, where it's just like, man, it was so lucky that uh, I had these dreams to fall back on there. (laughs) He's like, it's a good thing I wrote this in because now I can write this in. So. OK, so, yes, that's our chapters. Before we move into predigments, I'm going to we're, we're going to try this out because I told you guys before people had suggested we do like a word of Brandon of the week. And somebody from the discord even sent in a big, long list of ones that they thought might be interesting. So I think we're going to try it a little bit. I'm going to I don't know if this is even the right place for it. Maybe I'll put it after predigments next week, but I think for this week's it'll fit. So I'm going to give I'm, I'm going to read one and we can if anything strikes you about it, we can discuss it or if not, we can move on. But uh, this, this one's also a very short one. It's not one of the ones that got sent. At least I don't think it is. This is one that occurred to me that I went out and found. So this is from the Oathbringer release party in 2017. Very short question and answer. The questioner says, what metal is Nightblood's sheath made out of? And Brandon says, Nightblood's sheath is aluminum. Ooh. Okay. So. Mm. We know Maybe. what aluminum does in allomancy.
2: Yeah, well, what do you want? You want our opinion on this, or what?
0: If you have any thoughts, feel free. If not, we can just move on, but it's an interesting note, I thought. I think. Aluminium
1: is the magic-canceling metal.
0: It certainly seems that way, in uh, between Alamancy and the fact that it's containing whatever is going on with Nightblood. I mean, it is containing
2: it, but then if he just slightly unsheathes it, then it becomes like a part of it, right? Because we just saw it go through a man with the magical force of nightblood sheathed all so it's like what so what exactly
1: is containing it i don't know i think it's just like part of nightblood nightblood's blade whatever that's made of gets exposed mm-hmm. uh so then nightblood can act with a bit with a bit more of his own autonomy but he still can't yeah. get himself out of, out of the sheath so he's like well i can't stab you cuz i can't take the sheath off so i'm going to stab you with the sheath
2: Interesting, or maybe this is just something I'm pulling completely out of my behind here. Maybe <laughs> when when Nightblood is unsheathed, he reverses the uh, effects of Alamanic metals. So, uh, well, no, because that's an alloy. Dual Elements an alloy. Yeah, it... I was gonna I was gonna say maybe you know somehow he turns the aluminum sheath into like a super power charger, but that doesn't really make sense. Hmm.
3: I guess my first thought, my first thought was just mostly that if you were world hopping and you were on Skadrial, then having it in aluminium would mean that they couldn't affect it.
0: That's true. Yeah, they can't like push or pull or anything on it. That's a good point.
3: Or a practicality rather than a oh, part of
0: the system
3: maybe.
0: Yeah,
2: I see what you're saying, Jamie. So it's if Vasher went to Skadrial with Nightblood, nobody could push or pull on it while it's in its sheath.
3: Hmm.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's a good thought. Or someone might even be worried about a Mistborn popping up on this planet and uh, be like, ah, I've got my anti-Mistborn sword. Yeah, I guess that's
2: true because I guess the planet doesn't necessarily give the Mistborn their power. It's the being the ability to burn alemannic metals.
0: Yeah, it's, it's genetic, although we haven't I don't know that we've seen one try to use their power elsewhere. Maybe it wouldn't work. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a genetic investiture.
2: That doesn't have to do – that does have to do with lineage, but not so specific lineage that it has to be an heir like the Royal Locks. Yeah, not that, like that. Yeah, that – I'm so confused about that. I'm just like,
0: what? <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, that was one little one. Like I said, somebody sent a whole bunch, so we'll do this for at least a few weeks. And if, if you guys are enjoying uh, random facts that we can pop in, then maybe we'll keep doing it. Uh, I, I kind of like the concept. I also don't want it to draw – like – I'm worried about adding stuff since our episodes already go a little longer than I want some of the time. So I'm like, uh, how much do we want to add? But we'll see. Predigments. Let's do that. Where are we going? What's going to happen now? Uh, Vivena is in the hands yeah. of Fasher. Uh, Light Song and All Mother both have the commands for half of the army. It's all sorts of things happening.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to go, <clears throat> I'm going to kind of tag on to some stuff that Dak and maybe Dak and Jamie have said. Um that Vivena is going to become one of the main players um, in this book at the end. I don't know how big her role is going to be, but I, uh, you know, obviously she's one of the main voices we've been following throughout the book. So surely her contribution to the events will be significant. Um, how I think that's going to play out now that Vasher has her, and you know, it's been enough time that he realizes she isn't with Denth. Maybe he'll, you know, he'll, be more willing to kind of be like, hey, look, this is who this is maybe not who I am, but this is what I'm about. And and so, you know, this is what I'm working towards. Um, what you've been doing has been helping Denth do X, Y, Z. And this is what we really should be doing. And so, you know, she's going to start to trust him and then things are going to kind of change directions for her with Vasher. Maybe he'll t- obviously he's a great awakener, so he'll teach her how to awaken stuff hopefully and then uh, we'll we'll have that. So that's that portion. The Light Song stuff. Now that the power has kind of been divided equally, although you could say Light Song and Blush Weaver technically have all the power. I doubt Light Song would use the power in a way that he seems that he would see as unfit or a bad choice. Although we know historically he may not have made the best choices, and will he actually be able to perceive what is the right choice? Who knows, but now that the power's kind of been divided a little more evenly, I, I would guess that if things do come to a head that there'll be two equally opposing sides, sides as to one that's overwhelming another. Hopefully that'll be the case. And then, yeah, I'm really not sure where the Siri Susbron stuff's gonna go. My assumption is that they're going to have to try to work together to fix something. If, it, if, if what Dak had theorized this correct, and this is the pan call people and um, blue fingers that are actually the dangerous ones in the situation. I, I assume if that is the case, that there'll be a double cross at some point, and then a lot of things are, are probably going to be happening quickly. The same, you know, once that betrayal hits, the Sanderlanch will probably be in full swing, and and things are there's going to be a lot of falling action. How that's going to take shape, though, like I really don't know, because it's uh, Siri seems. Although confident in the, well, not even completely confident in the action she's taking, but although appearing confident on the outside, it still feels like there's so little information for her to go on to make decisions that I just don't know exactly
0: what direction that's going to head in. Hmm. Okay, yeah. What One of the things you said that I kind of latched onto was about uh, you know what Vasher might tell her now, and it, it kind of occurred to me that Vivena spent months with Denth and Co., but Vasher might actually know more about what they're doing than she does, which would be bizarre. Yeah, it's true. And so, yeah, she she might find out some interesting things. Like, do, what what are they doing? Okay, sorry, that was my brain.
1: Not entirely certain where we're going from here. I do feel, I I do agree. I think um, Vasher is gonna explain to Vivenna what Dent has actually been up to and pull the pull the curtain back on on a lot of what's just been going on what she's really been doing and then they'll start conspiring to you know make plans to undo that or hinder it or something but whether or not they'll have enough time to do it subterfuge way or they'll have to go out and like go like do one big job to try and um, stop it all i don't know we'll see yeah i do think because i remember i I predicted that the would wind up becoming the new returned in warbreaker holding the black sword i mean she's now that she's with Vasher, if she keeps, if he keeps her around, she's in a perfect position to take that. And the next thing, or oh, what happens to Vasha? Is Vasha going to make it out of this alive? Maybe not. Maybe he, maybe like he's going to die, and Vavena takes up the sword. I think there will be a confrontation between Denth and Vasha at some point. That it's too personal for the both of them to get it to not. So maybe Denth will wind up killing Vasher um, because he's not a great swordsman, and Denth seems to understand. A bit about nightblood that he isn't quite letting on because he said like oh no i'm not going anywhere near that thing so he (laughs) maybe he may like maybe whatever it is that compels people to take up nightblood denth is wise to it and and won't be tempted by it so vasher might throw nightblood out there vasher like picks it up and doesn't draw it and then gets and tosses it away so then he gets the better of vasher that way yeah, so we'll see with that, and yeah, the, the Syrian Susabron, I do think that getting all the Palm Carl into uh, people into being her main servants is is a mistake. Cause I still, I don't know, man. I'm I'm still just on the blue fingers. I don't trust you, buddy. So yeah, it's playing into his hands, and yeah, it's gonna end really poorly for everyone except Bluefinger's there.
0: Well, yeah, and I I didn't really touch on it, but the reason she gives the reader for wanting to switch to the pan-call women is, like, if things go badly and Bluefinger's agreed to sneak them out, and so this will be a way to facilitate that. And so, yeah, if you're right, then you've just facilitated him getting his way instead, which is not good for you. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. I like this idea about, uh, like, you know, it, it feels like... We should get a Denth-Vasher fight at some point, right? Like, we feel kind of gypped if we didn't see the two of them go up against each other at some point in the book. But uh, we certainly wouldn't expect to have Vasher be the one who comes out dead from that, so that would be interesting. Okay. Hmm. Things to think about. Dak, you were the first one to come up with it but i think you're jamie was kind of on board with bluefingers uh from the beginning she's like yeah that that sounds like good and i think you've gotten joe on board as well so uh you're winning people over to your theory for better or worse at this point
1: yay (laughs) okay so
3: yes i i think i'm still on the the bluefingers is the bad guy bandwagon i think the confrontation that we just had between theory and trilogies I'm just not, like I don't, like I said, I don't think he's a good character. I don't think he's a good person, but I don't think he's the big bad. He does seem, and from a very short conversation, he actually does seem to have the God King's interest, or, like, things are the way they are, because they need to be, like, he seems to be a, quite a devout person. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think he's the one we need to be looking out for. And just how easily and how quickly... Series managed to get the Pan Karl women in place. It just doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. So I think I think Dax is completely right. Uh, Blue fingers is the guy we're gonna have to watch out for. And I think having now Series just invited in these spies, you know, into her inner circle. I don't think that's gonna be a good thing. Um, fortunately, is still pretty guarded, but I don't think that's gonna be good. I do. Think we'll get. I'm hoping what we get now is the, you know the the training montage between Vasha and Vivenna to get her her upskilled with her awakening oh, as much yeah. as she doesn't want to. I think that's kind of where we're headed next. I do still think. I think it was Dak again. I think Dak's kind of on the ball this book, but I do think Vivenna will be Warbreaker if the, if, if that's the name of a returned and coming back. I just think she's very logically placed now to. Take on that sword, and we already know that she doesn't fall like to that sword the way that others do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that we've seen what it do- actually does to people, she doesn't feel the same way when she's confronted with Nightblood. So I think that we're we're there, I don't really have anything extra apart from really just confirming really what other people have said. I think that Dak and Joe have really been on it today. Yeah, still long-term. We always get to this point in the book and I'm like, I actually have no idea which way this is going to go. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. I wanted to think a little bit more about the dreams and, like, in the, the prophecies. I reckon what we did talk about before, other other gods having them? I would assume so. I imagine there's a scribe, effectively, for each one of them having to, to do that. I just assumed it was part of the process. What they were dreaming about, I don't mm-hmm. really know but I think we know he's been dreaming of war, but the whole thing about the God King crying, maybe, maybe something bad's going to happen to Siri. He does seem to really care for her. And given the situation she's just found herself in, if Blue Fingers is bad and now all of his people are around her, then maybe, maybe she's going to end up in a situation that's not particularly nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of as to why he'd be crying at the moment. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. I reckon his his observations of Mercy Star's palace. We've got to we've got to figure out what's going on there. I reckon he'll find the the tunnels because he'll prove he'll prove that people are getting in and out. He already knows the tunnels exist. Right. So I think he's going to work through that. I don't know. The next step in his investigation would be to see where people are outside the city. But how is he going to get outside the city? He's going to need some people, I imagine. Don't know how we're going to get there yet, but he'll figure it out. Maybe Light Song will end up outside the city.
0: Ooh, a god wandering be around here. It would be noticeable. Yeah. It <laughs> would be For noticeable, sure. but <laughs> maybe. You never know. At night,
3: could be, could happen.
0: Hmm. There were a couple of things. First off, I think you make an interesting point about, because we talked previously about Warbreaker, if that was going to be the name of Return, maybe it being Vivenna. But combined with what Dak was thinking, like, there, there's two interesting possibilities, I think, there. Because one is, Dak was like, you know, Vasher and Denth would have a fight, and maybe Vasher would get killed. What if it was Vivenna and Denth that fought, and then Vivenna, that's how Vivenna mm-hmm. dies and becomes Warbreaker? Or, maybe. other way around, what if—Dak, Dak at least, has been theorizing from the beginning that Vasher might be returned. I think since we met Vasher, essentially. But what if he did die, and then he's the one who returned and ended up being Warbreaker?
1: Uh, I don't think that's going to be
0: the case. Because of the painting, oh
1: wait, a woman holding, yeah, a woman a holding woman. the sword in the
0: sword. Yeah. Pa- that's a good point. <laughs> yep. Who'd you say died? Become Warbreaker? Well, I was Vasher? saying that. It, yeah, it could be Vasher or Vivenna uh, was the other.
2: Oh, 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 oh. I still maintain my original theory that that could have been Vasher in the painting because the only the only reason he says that it's a woman is because of a long hair, and Vasher has long hair. So that's true. I
0: forgot that you'd mentioned that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it doesn't. I I don't necessarily believe that it's it has to be a woman
0: in the painting. Okay. The other thing that stuck out to me was going back to those, the prophetic dreams. Like you got a good point. It probably is every God like wakes up in the morning and the priests are writing down their dreams, right? So is there a central repository where they're collecting all these? Is somebody out there reading them and trying to interpret what's going to happen from those? Because that seems like the kind of thing that somebody should be talking about.
3: Yeah. Well, how much, how much of it is kept within your own palace? Because they all kind of worship a, a god right like they're all the god kings but you would appeal to a particular mm-hmm. god for for something so do people worship all of the gods because they're all kind of under the god king or do they
0: pick one that's an interesting go from yeah. like
3: yeah is it is it actually of interest to them to have cross referred their dreams it would make sense but whether they thought about it don't really know because if they all start dreaming of war and all have the same same dreams surely someone would have caught wind by now
0: you would think right maybe it's maybe it's one of those things like the cia and the fbi not sharing intelligence and then something bad happens. <laughs> potentially okay interesting hmm. oh, all right all right sorry Get, got me thinking down some some roads there okay speaking of what's going to happen next time we're doing five chapters next time that's 43 44 45, 46, and 47. And with 45 being the extremely short one that I mentioned previously. So anyone following along, read those for next time. We have a few things to touch on. Let me, I'm going to do so that I don't forget. Somebody sent us a message on Discord that I wanted to read here. So this is from Timothy CD, who says, I want to send a big shout out to the creators of this amazing podcast. I've been having a blast because I can read something cool and then listen to other people having a lively discussion about it. It's like getting two awesome experiences in one, reading and chatting. So much fun. Thank you, Timothy. Glad that you're enjoying yourself. We have. Yeah, it's uh, that's
2: cool. I mean, I don't know. And we may have talked about this a long time ago on the podcast. I don't know what Data's original intention for the podcast was, but that's how I'd always kind of thought of it. It's like people out there that, like me, had never read this stuff. And it's like they have... A place that they can come and listen to people doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and kind of follow along if they want. If they don't want to, you know, they can read ahead or whatever. But if they like have more thoughts on it, it's like maybe they can get some extra discussion out of it just from hearing us talk about it. So that's cool that
0: that people are doing that. It's been so long now; I don't remember all of my original intentions. I don't know that that was the yeah. central one. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been like three and a half years. And we're finally about to start Stormlight after yeah. we've, we've, we've which everyone has been begging for this entire time. Right. We got, we got four episodes after this one, people, and then we'll we're, we're starting it unless something happens between now and then to be like, hey, let's go read a different book. And everyone would hate me. Oh wow. Probably. Yeah, that'd be uh, <laughs> that'd
2: be wild. And a surprise like, oh, man. Which would interest?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, and Secret and Project Four like is like coming out at the beginning book, of October. I was gonna say. Yeah, that fourth quarter book comes out and. All hell could break loose. We don't know.
0: <laughs> I think we should be. I think we should be done with this before the beginning of October, though. So we'll we'll have already started in.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I'm gonna stop us after like, like three three section three episodes into the Way of Kings. Be like, now nah, we gotta go read this other book. <laughs> <laughs> that would be mean for everybody. No. Okay. We. I, I think honestly. My my, my idea was because I'd listened to other podcasts that did this for the Dresden files specifically is what I'm thinking of, where it was just like, it's almost like getting to read these books again, hearing someone else read them for the first time. It's almost like getting to read them for the first time again. And so I like giving that experience to people who maybe, maybe like me have reread these books a dozen times, but you get something new out of it by hearing someone else do it for the first time. Anyway, moving on. We have, we have one new five-star review. From Bane forty five, uh, I'm not gonna read it in a Bane voice because that's, <coughs> that's Dak and Joe's. That and Joe's. I can't do it. <laughs> it says this is Bane's new favorite podcast. It says my new favorite podcast. This podcast. Did is he say ex- that? Did he say it in the third person? No, it's this is <laughs> Bane's new favorite, favorite podcast. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, what am I you
0: podcast as if you have nothing to lose. <laughs> <It's> admirable. <laughs> It says, this podcast is an excellent way to experience going through the Cosmere, both for first-time readers and for people wanting to recapture the feeling of going through for the first time. Data, the only member to have read Sanderson's works previously, is great at nudging conversation about what might happen without spoiling things for the others. The rest of the cast has a lot of interesting insights and clearly has a lot of fun talking about their favorite parts of each chapter and trying to figure out what will happen next. I fully recommend giving them a try.
2: Oh, man, Bane, what a sweet, sweet review. For that sweet sweet review, uh, I'm gonna give you the uh, sweet sweet power of uh, sliding. Ooh, that is a good you one. You
0: make them, uh, you make them speed bubbles, bro. I thought you were gonna go full Bane with it and be like, Bane is a lot <laughs> like a pewter yeah. person. So
2: He's a thug. No, I I was gonna say Seer, but I feel like I feel like Slider is
1: more more where Bane's at. Uh, and also... If I'd been more on the ball, I would have said. So, like, copy and paste that review into the text chat so one of us could have read it in the bane voice Oh,
0: yeah, that would have been a thing.
1: But uh oh well, oh well.
0: Say, We got uh, okay. Next, we have one new patron at the misting level, and it is Angela. Oh man, Angela.
1: That's you a know, name we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, not you know, the same Angela, but yeah. <laughs> well, there, there were two. Is this a the third? There
0: were two. The, yeah, this I is going to be. A,
1: this is a totally third Angela. Angela.
0: The third
2: Angela. Angela 3? Yeah. Angela 3. There you go. Uh, Angela, you know, normally I would say it sucks to be a ska but you you coming in at the sca level, that's a okay in my book.
0: Mi- misting level I said. Oh, mi-
2: misting level. That's even better.
1: Disregard <laughs> <Just laughs> everything I just said.
2: Yeah, dis everything I just said about ska they do suck. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: No it one does... ever said the sca suck by the way. <laughs> it was it sucks to be a sca. That's a different.
1: <laughs> way.
2: Hey, I came up with it. It's my thing. <laughs> Um, I read the no, song. I never said Scott suck. You're correct. I never, I never did that. But hey, you know what? You are, uh, you are a connector. You store connection, which, uh, you know, for world hopping, could be pretty sweet.
0: Right. Yeah. That's that's the one that lets you like speak the other languages, right?
2: So. Yeah. It's, yeah, and uh, yeah, it lets you do
0: all sorts of cool stuff. Mm, all right. Well, there you go, Angela. Thank you for your patronage. Uh, no new emails today. But uh, we have oh. a lot of other stuff. So,
2: Man, uh, if only we had had a new email that you could have read, but then you figured out you couldn't read it.
0: Yeah, if only.
1: What a world <laughs> that would be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow. If you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, X. X going to give it to, you. I'm, going to give it, I'm going to get it at some point. X is going to get it at some point. <laughs> X is going to give it to you. you can find us on patreon where i am still posting my reactions my first read through yumi and the nightmare painter i actually need to edit up some more of those episodes to go up on discord if you want to join our our discord server with all the wacky discussions that happen there you can find a link at the top of our website www.thesanderlange.com music by miracle of sound remember we are doing five more chapters for next time and that's going to bring us we're we're getting darn close to the end of this book, people. Um, five chapters, then four, then four, then three in an epilogue, and we are done. So expect – I don't know that it feels like any sort of sandalanche has started at this point, but expect that it probably isn't too far off. I honestly can't remember offhand when it starts, but I feel like uh, knowing Brandon as we do at this point, it can't be too far off. Thank you, everybody. Patrons, you guys are awesome. People sending emails, people leaving reviews, getting misting powers. All of you are cool we appreciate everybody and wasn't to the time of next colo ps fashion